Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, dude. The 90s called. With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hey, Dude. The 90s called. This is our podcast, and I'm Christine. And I'm David. Hi, David. Hi. Uh, welcome back. Nice to see you. You too. I'm still smiling from last week. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know. My brother sent me a text. He goes, I'm, I have such a man crush on Graham. He, he's made every single show and movie he's ever made are like my favorites. And the way he talks about, Hey dude, he uh, just, and Dave, he, he just thought it was such an awesome episode. I haven't listened back yet. I'm way behind on my listen backs. Do you listen in real time? Like, do you um, listen? I I did listen to last week's, uh, uh, like yesterday. And uh, it was amazing. I mean, yeah, I, I just hope the audience enjoyed it. And, you know, Graham and Dave are just two of the most fascinating, talented people. Yeah, that was so cool. So cool. All right. I have a very funny thing before we bring our, it's not that, I say very funny. It's not that funny. But don't it's set a, it up. It's like, a yeah, silly yeah. thing. It's a silly thing. I got a Christmas gift that was a, I got a double of a gift that I realized my son had gotten me for my birthday that I hadn't brought out to this podcast yet. And it is a little deck of cards called Totally 90s Trivia. 
100, oh. 100 pop culture questions. So Quinn got this for me like in the summertime. Then Ella got it for me for Christmas. And I realized I hadn't ta- used, I hadn't opened up Quinn's gift yet. It's been I sitting love here. That. Isn't that I got so a great cute? idea. It's so cute. But why don't we open one of those cards at the end of every show and have people <laughs> post on our social media the answer? Okay. Well, uh, yes. I was. Do you want me to give you one first and then I'll give an answer? Yeah. And I looked through. Some of them are very easy, but some are some are tricky. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to see. All right. I'm going to give you this one right now. You can answer it here. And then, um, and then, then is this for the, this is for the million dollars, right? This is for a million dollars. And I think you're going to get this because I, even I knew this one. Um, all right. Question. What did house of pain want to do in their 1992 song? A twist and shout B touch the floor. C jump around. Uh, jump around. <laughs> I know. I, when it gives you the when it gives you the multiple choice, the multiple cho- you're yeah, it's a, pretty. It's a pretty surefire guess. I think pick, pick one. Pick one to ask our listeners, and don't give them the uh, choice. Okay, okay, here's one. Here's one. Um, and I I didn't know this. I have the answer here, but I did not know this one. But I bet I bet our our listeners will. Question: In Saved by the Bell, what were Zach and Kelly dressed up as the night they broke up? Should I give the multiple choice? I bet there's people out there who are going to know this without the multiple choice, but I'll give it to see. I have no idea. I I had no idea either. I have the answer. I'm going to keep it to myself until next week. I'm going to put this aside. But um, A, Romeo and Juliet. B, scientists. C, cowboy and cowgirl. And I will not share that answer until next week let's yeah, see if people are I, this is when we'll really know if people are listening if people comment yeah they can comment <laughs> on our instagram page hey dude the 90s called with uh what zach and kelly were dressed yeah, as when, when they, they broke, broke up, up on saved by the bell um all right we have our guest in the waiting room and and this is an awesome guest oh yeah <laughs> we've got icon icon boy meets world icon 90s icon nickelodeon early days icon right. Um, should we welcome in Mr. Will Friedel? Hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> oh, look at look at you in your booth. It's oh so God, cool. I live in this thing. I live in this thing. <laughs> oh, he's a, yeah, the voiceover actor, the voiceover yeah. king. Welcome, Will. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Some iHeart Podcast crossover. Yes, some synergy, like the old Disney Channel or Nickelodeon days. You want the synergy Love on the network. Love, Love that. It. Yeah, we have a lot in common. We do. Well, thank you for uh, for for having me on. I appreciate it. This is awesome. This is uh, so. So, why don't we start with Nickelodeon, right? Okay, because you, you know we we all work together without probably realizing that we worked together back in the day, right? Yeah, you were a co- one of the co-hosts of Don't Just Sit There. I was from eighty-eight to ninety, I think, and okay. then we ended at that big Universal Studios live party yes. thing where we all were. Yeah, yes, that's I remember that so well. I do too. That well, it's still the most fun I've ever had in my life. So for a month before the park opened. The Nickelodeon flew my co-hosts and I down there and Robin from Double Dare was our legal guardian. And <laughs> we just had to go in the park and ride the rides every single day over and over again with a film crew. So we had at 13, I had a I literally had an amusement park to myself with my friends for a month. It was great. Uh, 
Uh, well, well, that shows you the hierarchy of um, who got better a better uh, a weekend out of it. Because I don't think I think we only got the night that it was actually opening that we yeah, had. I don't remember free did, yeah. rides for days. <laughs> yeah, you got you guys had the, but you did have the thing that we did not have for your show, which was money. So your show, you were like shooting on like a ranch and all this. We had one tidy studio in New York where we brought, bought our own Twizzlers. It was awful. Yeah. So very, di- very different Nickelodeon experience. They couldn't give you Twizzlers? There's no craft service? Actually, the craft service, they, that was another funny story. They used to just pump us up on sugar to the point where they taught us how to take the front off the Coke machine so you could just get the syrup. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, my goodness. So we would just do shots of the Coke syrup without the actual mixing. <laughs> was there like a line producer that's like, the kids are getting tired? That's how it was. Just <laughs> we need energy. Syrup. We need it energy. <laughs> we would just get pumped up on all this syrup. It was great. Nickelodeon oh, in the 80s. Oh, my. Nickelodeon in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was that, was when you were cast on that, was that the origin of Don't Just Sit? Like, were you, because then it became a new group, right, of, of co-hosts. It, it, well, no, it did. So we... They, there was a, there were four of them that started the show in okay. 87, 88. Okay. And they replaced one of them. Got uh, it. So Matt, Allie, and Wendy went on to, to continue to do the show. Right. And right. who I still, uh, we still talk, you know, we had, we had our like 80th reunion or whatever it was <laughs> last year. Um, and one BJ Schaefer, who was one of the original hosts, he left and then they, they cast me in New York, but my final audition, it was myself and one other kid. And we had to actually shoot an episode and interview a special guest and do the skits and all that stuff. And the other kid went on to, you know, entourage it was Kevin Connolly. So it was the two of us together. <laughs> we uh, just had Kevin on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's still, every time I see him, he still goes, oh yeah, thanks for stealing my job, you dick. So it was that kind <laughs> of <thing. laughs> Yeah. Wait, you were, you were only 13 when you hosted that show? Well, I was 12 years old. I turned 13 oh on the set. Uh, the day I turned 13, my t- 13th birthday, I interviewed Robert England, who was, who was Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Oh, yes. And he heard it was my birthday and he brought me a whole box full of Freddy Krueger swag, which is cool. I got the glove and the mask and all that. I still have it. Oh, that's uh, like OG Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like that, the original yeah. years it was of, very of Nightmare cool. on Elm Street. Oh, so we, so had, cool. we had fun. Nickelodeon back in the day was... It was a really, especially if you're 13, 14 years old. I mean, it was the dream job. You had food fights every day. And I actually went to, you can't do that on television and got slimed. I mean, it was like old school stuff. Yeah. (laughs) With the lockers. We still, to this day, David and I talk about the fact that we never got slimed. Like, of all of our, no, never. It was I feel magic. like we're putting it out there in the universe that we uh, I, we somehow secretly want to get slimed. Yeah. And people say you really don't want to get slimed. Uh, you do. <laughs> I flew I flew to Ottawa and I was on the set of You Can't. I got to pop out of lock. Hey, Moosey. I got to pop out of all the what? lockers Wait, and do all that. You were on You Can't Do That yeah. on television? Well, they took. So one of the things we did on Don't Just Sit There was we would go to the other shows on the channel and interview all the people. So I went up there and actually did an episode of You Can't Do That on television. Popped out of the lockers, got slimed. I mean, oh the my whole god, bit. dude, you're an OG yep. Nickelodeon. That yep. Christine, that's before our time. I know that is the coolest. It was great. Listen, the, something we all have in common is you know, Christine grew up in Pennsylvania. I grew up in um, Westchester, in New York. Okay, you're from Connecticut. I am. I would I would take the train into the city and run around on auditions 
And I, I don't know. What was your experience like as, as, as a younger actor living in Connecticut? Yeah. I tell people my story and they think I'm lying or they think my parents had a serious problem. So both my parents <laughs> are attorneys. Um, my father at 84, going to be 85 this month, still practicing lawyer. Um, and so they kind of said, hey, if you want to be an actor, that's great but we we can't give up our careers for you. So you're going to have to take the bus. So at 11 years old, my dad would pick me up at school or someone would pick me up at school, drop me off at the bus station in Farmington, Connecticut. I would take the bus to New York three hours down, get off at Port Authority. My manager would pick me up most of the time. Um, and I would walk the streets at 11, at 11 years old. I would go to my audition. I, um, you know, start, it's, the stories are awful. I started smoking at a very young age. So I would go and I would buy my cigarettes. I would buy a couple porn magazines because I knew that I could sell them for way more money to my friends back in Connecticut. When so I could home. jack up the price. So I would stop at the kiosk. They would look at me and say, well, you're 11. So, of course, here are cigarettes and porn. Um, this is like the dark home alone. I tell my parents these stories now and they are retroactively mortified that any of this ever happened. But I loved it. You know, I'm, I'm from a small town in Connecticut called Avon. It's a beautiful place. It's in the middle of the woods. It was a wonderful place to grow up. But I experienced more real life in the three hours or four hours I was in New York City every week than I ever did in, in Avon. And it was uh, it was a great way to just see the world. So, yeah, from 11 to 15, I was auditioning out of New York, 16. And then at 16, I got Boy Meets World and I, I moved to, to California. But every, where, where were you from in Pennsylvania? Just curious. Uh, right outside of Allentown, like a suburb oh, okay. of Allentown. So we also would take the bus from, we, there was no train. So we would do the bus and go into Port Authority. And then my mom started to get daring and she would drive me in and like nice. drive me straight to an audition. Like we used to make a day of it. We would drive in, we'd park or take the bus and then we'd go have lunch. Like we were sort of like, this is like, we got to enjoy this right now because yeah. this is like fun and, and who knows when this is going to go away. And then it just that got is so sweet though. It's just, those it was, must have been great times yeah. with your mom, right? Well, the car and rides it was and pre phone so we would actually listen to music together and talk See, that's sweet. and bomb. and you had your mom there to buy you your cigarettes and porn my I mom had to buy my own my cigarettes exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> it's so much better I, I'm like in the middle of you two I would I would take uh, I would go from Scarsdale High School to the train station I'd run into the city and I had a few friends uh, one of my best friends Peter Smith and and Chris Barnes, you know, who, who, uh, uh I the, yes. yeah. there were a bunch of New York younger actors and we would just meet up and we'd see each other at commercial auditions or pilot auditions. I would get to grand central. I'd get like, you know, my Sbarro pizza or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but it made us, you know, listen, this generation right now is so coddled, right? Like we know where they are every second of every minute and they're yeah. on our, find my iPhone. I was running around the city at 14 and no, yeah. my parents had no idea. With no communication, no way. No. Of you had to go to a payphone. I remember going right. to payphones to say to my parents, okay, I got there. I got here. I'm meeting my friend or doing whatever. But yeah. I mean, so it, crazy. crazy. That, well, that was the circuit. I mean, that was the circuit in the 80s in, in New York. I mean, you always saw the same people at all these auditions. Yeah. Um, and I, I had heard, I, David, I had heard your name because again, being, I think you're a little older than me, but not much. 
um, to where we're probably up against the same things. And you always heard like, oh, well, there's a new pilot coming out and David Lasher's. And I was like, oh, great. So that, like, <laughs> it's David Lasher it was, again. It was, you, it was you for TV and a kid named Mike Moran for commercials where you'd walk in and be like, well, then I, there's, I just took a three-hour bus ride for no point, no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I had that person too. It was Jennifer McComb. I had See, there's David, always our, the one, your nemesis. He became yeah. one of my best friends too in, in years later, yeah. but I would walk in and say, oh, Jen's here. Forget it. I'm not yeah. getting this. Keep I'm your enemies closer. <laughs> That's the way Guys, it works. I didn't care if I got anything. I right. didn't care. Really? The, the experience. I mean, I did. And I, but like well, going into the city and running around was yeah. was the fun for me. Yeah. No, I mean, that was. And then when Don't Just Sit There started it, again, my parents, my, my father is not only a, a you know practicing lawyer, but he was also captain of the Navy. And my mom ran all three courts in Connecticut. So they when I got Don't Just Sit There, they Nickelodeon had learned by that point if they if you can shoot a season or two in the summer so the kids don't have to go to school, that's the best possible time to do it. So, you know, I had to move to New York for a summer. My oldest brother came with me as my guardian. Um, he took a, a like a semester off from school. He became a janitor in the city so we could live together in this apartment. And that's, we just lived together in the city. I was 12 and I'm going to work and making my dinner. And it was just, it, again, you grow up so much faster, but it, it gave me such a base of, what I then needed when I moved to LA that by that point at 16, I was already might as well have been 30. So oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. How does a, how does a young, you know, preteen in Avon, Connecticut decide he wants to be an actor? Did you do school plays? Did you just yeah. love TV and movies? To, and just well, say, TV, I love that? TV is the, fr- and I, and I say this 20 feet away from the love of my life in the other room with my wife, <laughs> TV will always be the love of my life. <laughs> And she knows that she's like the only the only thing you'll ever leave me for is mash. So I totally understand that. <laughs> mash. Um, so I grew up. It just it spoke to me from the again. People don't believe me when I say this, but it's true. I'm named after a television character. My first full line was based on a television show. My first full sentence ever spoken. Wait, I was tell just, us what, who, which yeah. character? Which so line? I was I was always going to be William after my grandfather, but I was going to be Billy. But my br- oldest brother's favorite show growing up was Lost in Space with Will Robinson. So he said, "Can we name him oh. Will?" And I became Will after after Will Robinson from Lost in Space, who I then got oh to interview Billy Moomy and told him that story. Um, but it was and then my first full line ever was Cylon Raider is jerk because the Cylon Raiders in the 1970s from um, Battlestar Galactica scared me. So I, I yelled that and ran out of the room. Uh, <laughs> then, like every other actor, you're a ham. You're the class clown. You love making people laugh. We started uh, doing plays. I, we had a free Friday in in second grade and mrs collins allowed us to do whatever we wanted and i always put on a play and it was always stone soup i don't know if you remember that play um and then it just i that was in a smaller town called newington connecticut then i moved to avon where we actually had a drama department and uh then i started at the hartford stage the my drama teacher there said there's a play called the doll's house they're auditioning a bunch of kids um, I went in with a, a huge cattle call there were hundreds of kids i got the smallest part in the play which was one line and a week before the play started, they switched me with the lead kid. And I ended up having three full scenes. And of course, being a young actor, I had no idea who I was working with. But I look back and the play was David Strathairn, Mary McDonald, um, Jerry Bammon. I mean, it was just the greatest. In Hartford, act- Connecticut. In Hartford, Connecticut. The Hartford wow. stage is actually, it's a legit theater. And the funny thing is, since I was 10 at the time, I had to leave halfway through when the play, you know, during intermission, because I was too young to stay. I still don't know how it ends. 
I literally have never seen the end of a doll's house. <laughs> so I swear to God, Ibsen, right? It's Ibsen, oh, so it's probably yeah. a laugh riot. But it's I still hysterical. <laughs> I just saw the yeah. Jessica Chastain production exactly. uh, very recently, and we were just beating our pants laughing. Yep, that's um, what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, yeah, you don't need to know. You don't need to know. <laughs> no, but Christine, people. Whenever younger people ask me, you know, I want to get into acting. What 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 advice can you give me? I said, go do some community theater. Yeah, you know, if it's Somebody who's a younger age, because I started that way. I know Christine as well, but like you learn whether you like that camaraderie, right? Even if you have one line in a play, you're there every night rehearsing and that the hang, the hang, it's the hang, right? It's like, I'm I'm part of this. We've talked about that with some of like the biggest actors that we've interviewed on here who say that. It's like the in-between moments, those yeah. moments where you're all just sitting around and, and, and waiting and chatting and getting to know each other. And it's just, yeah, it, you, well, we, you either love it or you don't, right? We talk about that with Boy Meets World, with, with the, on Pod Meets World, we remember the in-between moments way more than we remember the episodes. <laughs> I mean, Same. we're watching the episodes and we have no, we're going, I don't know what happened at all, but I remember this is the time I slapped you in the head and we like, we remember <laughs> right, that stuff. Right. Or so we were fighting or stuff. we had yeah. just seen that baseball game or whatever yeah. it was. Christine, we're the same way, right? You'll, exactly. You'll look at an episode, you'll be like, oh, we were fighting there yeah. or Kelly was you mad made about me cry, this. Or I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you. very briefly to go back to the Nickelodeon days, I remember Christine having such a crush on you. I think I was 12. <laughs> and when I then actually, because again, being 12 or 13, I'm, I also watched Nickelodeon. So right. I was watching Hey Dude. And I remember just kind of going, who is that? Um, and that, and then when I saw you at the universal thing, forget it, it was over. I think you were probably what, 15, 16? No, I time? was old. Keep going. Were Keep you going. Really? I was like 17 by were that you point. Really? Yes. She would have been yes. like Mrs. Robinson. For you. <laughs> hey. Yes, definitely at that time. That, that's a big <laughs> yes. age gap then. Yeah. Now we're yeah. great. But anything um, in 12, <laughs> it sounds bad. Unless the other age is 12. It, it really doesn't sound good. <laughs> she would have been Nicole so, Kidman uh, in uh, May, De- <laughs> May, December. Exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. So. But, uh, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I remember that weekend so well. And it was so cool. I I always say this to David. It was so cool for us because even you guys on Don't Just Sit There were cool to us because we were so in a bubble of not, we were not with other kids. We didn't go to events. We weren't really, we were so isolated. So when we would go to one of those things and see other actors and performers, it was like, we made it like we're we're yeah. here like this is really cool for us well you um, guys were the were really the bridge show because it was one of those things where before hey dude which seemed to again have money and production value well it would nickelodeon was <laughs> just seemed, like we've got a, seemed. it seemed it seemed, <laughs> seemed but the that's key. the thing you they were hiring older actors before it was just like they'd throw kids on a stage and have us do a food fight i mean that was old school nickelodeon so when we saw there was like plots and stories and right. you were doing things on the shows oh then the network's going a different route and it really was then by the point that time they moved to florida then they were doing the kind of the clarissas and Full all that produ- became reels, more real, real shows sitcoms, yeah. real yeah. studio audiences yeah. and we ad-libbed like 90 percent of our show it seemed like and you go back and you watch the clips now and it's just like wow it would have been great if somebody scripted something oh my god <laughs> yeah, well I, so. I talk about don't just sit there being my first talk show and was <laughs> I, it really Allie, what, Allie you, were interviewed guest, me. you were a guest yes i was a guest i went nice. to the studio in new york yeah and i i mean i don't know how you can really bomb on don't just sit there when there's kids in the audience but <laughs> i bombed 
so big because I, yes, I came on thinking I was going to tell this great story about how we baked Pillsbury dough on the set because it was so hot. And it usually got a great reaction when I would tell people in real life, crickets, Nothing. crickets from Allie, crickets oh. from the audience. <laughs> it was like, Allie was a tough I remember laugh. Allie was so, <laughs> like, I remember laugh. going, really? Wow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. and every other word out of my mouth was um and like, and I was so self-conscious. I still do that. We still, I, I do too. I, yeah. I, I, when I listen, that's why it's painful to listen back to these things. Because so, I can't stand hearing it. This is the sign that hangs over my podcast booth. Don't say like, wow, or really. Or literally. <laughs> I always say, oh, I listen to the first, the first episode. And I'm, like literally that, oh, oh God, please, oh, for oh, the love of God, yeah. please stop wow saying that. Wow is a biggie. I say wow a lot. I got to stop it. I got to stop. It's podcast that. filler. It's podcast it's, filler. It is. It, it's what the new vernacular is. Filling with likes and ums and errs. It's what uh, everybody and now does we're nowadays. Gonna be, we're all going to be so self-conscious from this moment forward. <laughs> from this, in this moment interview. forward. Yeah, I know. It's true. Like, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> like, that really? is blowing really? my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let's get to the real, the real meat here. So you okay. do, don't just sit there mm-hmm. and... You know, you did you audition for Boy Meets World during while you were still shooting? Don't just sit there no. and you finished. No, I worked for so I Nickelodeon kind of kept me on the channel in in a, they tried to put me on other shows and then as different hosting categories where it was like, hey, we're opening the Slime Geyser at Universal. We'll come down and host a, a special event for that. So I was with Nickelodeon from twelve to fifteen, and then. Like we all got back in the day, you'd get a call from your manager or your agent saying, hey, there's a new show coming out. It's pilot season. Um, At the time, it was called the Untitled Ben Savage Project. Mm. And they want you to come and read for the older brother. And I got sick. I was going to go down and I got ill and couldn't go. And they cast the show and shot the pilot with somebody else. Um, He was a fine. Tell the story the same way because it's unfortunate, but he was a fine actor. There's nothing wrong with him. But he and Ben were the same height. And they knew that Ben was going to grow and they wanted the older brother to look more like an older brother. So they ended up recasting the part and I got another chance to go back and read and read in New York. They sent the the tape in and I got a call. My, you know, my, my dad and I had gone out previously the year before. I mean, that was the coolest thing you knew when, when the call backstage got to, we want to fly you to a screen test in Los Angeles. Oh. And I had done that two or three times. And this is my third time in a row. This it was for a, another Michael Jacobs project beforehand called uh, almost home, which was a spinoff of the Torkelsons. So they knew who I was at that point, And, and I read for Eric and they sent me to LA and you were talking about payphones. So I went in and I did my audition. My dad was there. I, thought I absolutely bombed. I got to read with Ben. It was still called the Untitled Ben Savage Project. They, it was originally called Eleven, and then they changed that to Untitled Ben Savage, and then they <laughs> didn't know what they were going to call it. So I bombed my audition, and I, my dad said, all right, well, we're here. What do you want to do? And I didn't know anything about Los Angeles at the time, but I knew there was the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood. <laughs> on Hollywood Boulevard. On Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. I said, <laughs> I want to go there. So we, we drive tourist. down there. Yeah. It, oh, such a tourist thing. I was looking at the handprints. And <laughs> and so before we go in, my dad says, look, why don't you at least call your agent in New York and tell him it didn't go well. And so the bank of payphones that I went to was there until maybe five years ago was one of the last phone banks taken out of Los Angeles. I would always drive by and see it. And I picked up the phone. I called and I said, Hey Steve. And he, before I could say anything, he said, you got it. He said, you got it. So you better figure out what you're doing because you're moving to LA. It had already been picked up for 13 episodes since I missed the pilot. So my dad and I ran through Ripley's believe it or not, because I still wanted to do it. (laughs) Um, and then had to find a place to live. So we spent the rest of the day stumbling upon the Oakwood apartments where I, everybody I was oh, lived. just going to say. <laughs> that was my first did home. Did you yep. stumble? Everybody's first home. Everybody's first home. Why 317? Why 317? Right on Barham, right? Right over yeah. Barham. Right over Barham. It was oh, that or Park Point. That was the other one. Those are the only ones that anybody lived at. 
And so, yeah, we found the Oakwood and I think it was like a month later, I lived in LA and I've now been here 35 years or however long it's been. History. Amazing, man. Yeah, Seriously, long we t- Kevin Connolly talked about when he got Rocky five, it was his first job. And Christine, right. He said there was it, the most euphoria I've ever felt in my life is that first job. Getting that job. Right? Yes. Yeah. When you're running through that wax museum. Oh. There's probably, if you could bottle that feeling, right? Amazing. I mean, amazing. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. And and then you're trying to chase it. It's like a drug. You try to chase no, that. It was because, again, going back to growing up, all I ever wanted to be was on a sitcom. I never wanted to be a movie star. I always tell people I wanted to be Michael J. Fox in Family Ties, not Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future. I mm. never, ever wanted to be in the movies. I just wanted to be on a long-running sitcom. They were my best friends growing up, and I just wanted to be on one. And the idea that I was going to get to step on a stage like that, and the lights were going to be there, and the audience was going to be there, was just absolutely magical to me. Still is. So it's a was a wonderful feeling. Yeah. And then I'm imagining your father and where where his mind was during that. Uh, please believe it or not, right. tour of like uh, holy shit. He now is my, yeah, a Navy veteran. <laughs> yeah. He's my biggest fan, though, to, to this day. My parents are. But my dad, especially everywhere we go, he still asks people if they've seen Boy Meets World, if they listen to the podcast, if they oh, everywhere. That's so cute. Um, he was actually just a guest. One of the things we did on Pod Meets World is we had our parents on. So we each did a, you know, Danielle's mom came on, Ryder's mom and dad came on, and my mom was under the weather at the time, so my dad came on. We did separate episodes with all the parents. Oh, I, I want, I have to listen to that. There's so much fun because it's just, it's from their perspective of when we got the parts or when we had to move out or what it was like, you know, Ryder's mom going, getting into how they used to get into fights. And um, it was, it was really interesting to hear the, the parents kind of point of view because um, we were lucky none of us had stage parents, um, right. which made life on the set a heck of a lot easier but that kind of moment of him i'll never forget look i could see his, i can still see his face when i got the job because yes. he was so proud and it was just a, a very cool moment in my life yeah it was great oh i we, we, we i have in the notes and we we had uh uh william and bonnie on Ugh, way best. back and honestly best. i remember david and i saying like you know do they even know who we are? What are we going to talk? It, it was one of my favorite episodes ever to yeah, having yes, them on too. and talking to them. And, and I I'm seeing here in our notes that you credit William for teaching you how to be a professional actor. And he yeah, talked a little so, bit about that, about how yeah. he took you all and respected you and didn't tell yeah. you what to do, but you no. sort of, I, I mean, what an amazing experience to be on a set with a pro, like a veteran yeah. in that way. Like he, he had done everything. He had and and didn't the thing that was amazing is we didn't find out until years later that he was also a child actor. He kept that from us where he was thrown into the business at five or six years old. He started on vaudeville and then yes. did ra- radio plays and he oh didn't want he us to know brothers, that. Right. Yeah. He and his brothers, they would get on stage. He talked about it with us. Yes. And so he didn't want us to know that he thought that would somehow taint his relationship with us if we knew that he had been in the same position we were in. So he just very much taught by example. The first couple years was obviously it was incredibly daunting to be around him, but he was never late, never dropped a line, always knew what we, what he was doing. I mean, it was just, that's was William Daniels. If your mm-hmm. call time is eight, you're there at seven and you're ready to go. <laughs> you are a professional. I don't care that you're 11 years old. You are a professional actor and you're part of the company. This is what we do. 
and then he and I really bonded. And by they they started to put our characters together and, and partner us up. And um, I remember one episode, him finally realizing it was going to be the two of us together. And he put his arm around me and says, it looks like you're my new Ed Bagley. Um, which <laughs> was was so cool. Uh, but and then we've been close ever since. So it's uh, yeah, he's uh, I always say my father taught me how to be a man. William Daniels taught me how to be a professional. Uh, oh, so he that's really so beautiful. He, yeah, he was he was you couldn't have had. And and when you grow up in that, you don't realize that it is rare. So every job I did after Boy Meets World, I had one director come up to me the second or third show I did after Boy Meets World and said, I just want to thank you for always being on time. And you realize that's a thing that some people just don't, don't do. do. Right. You it's know, insane. if call yeah. time's nine and they roll in nine thirty, ten o'clock, hey, it is what it is. That did not fly for us. Uh, and we took that with us everywhere we go. It's where we just you're not late. You, you you're not going hey what are we shooting today i i didn't read the script you are prepared to go because this is your job and that all came from building well that that's that speaks to any business anything yeah. you're mm-hmm. doing in life if you're if you're a person that's late and waste someone's time you're bottom of the list yeah. immediately and should be and should yes. be because should you're, be. Yeah. you're there's a there's a, a narcissism that goes with with constantly being late of we'll get to it when i get there Right. And Bill's <laughs> just like, nope, that's no. that's not how yeah. we play. Who are yeah. you? Exactly. My so it son was great. just did a summer program over the oh, at NYU and th- their motto is early is on time, on time is late. Is late. Yeah. That's so that, we were the same I way. Love that. And my son was the one who was getting there the hour early. He was like, I'd yeah. rather be there early and go get my breakfast nearby than that's, show oh, up. He I was so that. panicked to be and and they really did they they i guess because it's one of those summer programs they would enforce the rule that if it was 801 and you were supposed to be in that room before eight that door closed and you were locked out of the class even if you were in the building and in the bathroom at that time or had put your stuff in the room if you were not in that room at 8 a.m doors closed you're out of that class it could be the most one most important lesson that you could teach any kid show up on time and ready yeah on time and prepared. That's that's yeah. what you need. And uh, yeah, there's kind of also I'm noticing and I got every time I say things like this, I feel so old. But you do notice with the younger generation, there is does seem to also be kind of a lack of consequence. So I love hearing that yes. the door is shut and it's locked. That's that wasn't on us. Don't don't look it up. And you hear that, especially you would hear that in L.A. all the time. Traffic was terrible. Well, was traffic oh, just terrible God. today? Because it's terrible it's every always. day. You didn't it's know there would be traffic in exactly. Los Angeles? Yes. Well, you can either you either get here 15 minutes later, an hour early. Okay, that means <laughs> you get, get here an hour early. That's Bring what that means. Bring a book, yeah. do some work. It doesn't yeah. matter. If someone gives traffic as an excuse for being late, it's even more egregious. Just say, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, you know? exactly. My God. Exactly. But that was, you would you would get that a lot. And people would get a reputation of that's what you, you know, that's what's come to expect of you is that they're going to be late. They're not going to be prepared. That's just how it is. And uh, yeah, that just didn't fly for us. So those are the things that Bill taught us more than anything else uh, was just how to take everything seriously. And and this is your job. Yes, you are a child actor, but you're a professional actor. This is what you do. You're so, getting paid. You're yeah. here. This is a network yeah. television series. And, yeah. they, and they, you they can get you. fired you like can't, a grown-up. Oh, well, again, we were on a Michael Jacobs show, so people were getting fired every day. Oh, it happens, yeah. Yeah. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And I'm Oliver Hudson. And at last I checked, we're siblings. And this is Sibling Revelry. We're full-blood siblings, the only full-blood siblings. In our family. Well, not in the world. I mean- No, in the whole world. (laughs) This is it. Like no one- Um, Anyway, we're back with season four. I can't believe it's been four seasons. Yes, I'm so excited. Bigger and better than ever. You might be asking yourself- what is sibling revelry? Yeah, well, we just made it up. There is no sibling revelry. It's reveling in your sibling. And it's fun because we've decided to open it up, you know, to really like all kinds of different siblings. And it's going to be a- an awesome season. So listen to Sibling Revelry on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
when I was doing my research, I was going on YouTube and looking at videos <laughs> of you and Ryder, like on the, the Toy Story red carpet as oh, little babies. Geez. Yeah, so right. cute. Like I love going down this rabbit hole. And then yeah. there was a there was a a a um a compilation of your Feeny, your Feeny calls. Oh, the Feeny calls, yes. Yep. So your improv, they're so fun. It seems like by, and then, and then I want to go back to people getting fired, which is also <laughs> juicy and great, but it does also feel fun. like also when you're <laughs> also not fun. the one being fired. Exactly. But, um, but it feels like you were given so much freedom and maybe that came later, but it just felt like it was, you were got to play on yeah. the show over the course of the, of uh, the, its run. I did. And and I think I got to play a bit more than some of the younger uh, actors did. Uh, that being said, though, and you know, and I, I credit Michael for this is Michael was he was a stern taskmaster. Certainly we we were legendary or he's legendary for his note sessions. So we would finish a run through or finish something. And, you know, we're kids and we'd have an hour and a half note session where it's line by line in front of everybody. Here's what you did wrong. Here's how it didn't work. And this was daily. Was um, brutal. It was brutal. Uh, he also, though, you he wanted us to grow. I mean, that was important. So when he saw that I took it to a level of and it wasn't a better actor than than any of the other people in the show, far from it. But it was I uh, he, he gave me more freedom to kind of throw out lines and they started small where they would start as buttons of a scene like the scene. We'd already shot the scene. So if they wanted to move on, they could. But I'd add a little line or something at the end. And then it became just me being more and more of a ham and and them giving me the freedom to kind of, okay, let him play and do what he wants to do. Uh, so that, I mean, that in that sense, he, he did help me grow because it was sitcom. All of comedy is music uh, and the sitcom especially can be a very standard beat. Mm. And the the greatest sitcom actors of all time are the actors where you don't know where the beat is coming from. So when you get something like rest of Matthew Perry, where you didn't know where the next line, like, Whoa, what, where did that inflection? That's where mm -hmm. you got when you read literal that line. Beat, a literal yeah, beat. Yeah, it is. It changes. So when you think it's just going to be bump, 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 and it goes bump, 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 then everything changes in the scene. Um, and those are the ones where you watch Carol Burnett and you watch Bob Newhart and you just, you think, you know, where the comedy's going to go. And then it goes somewhere else. Oh, uh, and so yes. Michael loved that. Michael loved, cause he also loved music. So he loved people that could play off beat and, um, he encouraged it when, when he could, but then there were also times he was stern and no, this is say the line like this. Uh, and that well, could, when you could talk about people getting fired, I mean, David, you and I have both talked about being coming in as guest stars on long running shows when you mm -hmm. come in and that fee that That's is your so that is the guest stars biggest fear that if yeah. you come in and that first read through you don't get a laugh where you know there's supposed to be a laugh or the first run through for it's that you're going to be axed i mean yeah. you, and it's real and it's and so did did you find that that is where that was happening on boy meets world was it the guest <sighs> stars was it it was everywhere it was everywhere i still think i'm going to be fired from boy meets world <laughs> And then, um, <laughs> I, I, I would not be surprised it was it was michael um he, guest stars especially so when the show started it was supposed to be two best friends with Corey, and we <laughs> jokingly called the chair that the third kid would always sit in the death chair because no matter who sat mm. there they'd be gone so for <laughs> the first five or six episodes they tried a third kid and the kid would be gone. So the death chair in the cafeteria just became a thing. 
And then they try characters for seasons or two at a time who would then just be told you're not coming back the next season. Mm. And it was tough on us. It was. But the show was constantly growing. And, um, you know, people can say what they want about Michael and, and people have said a lot about him, but he's a genius when it comes to putting a television show together. Well, he had done before before Boy Meets World. I'm looking yeah. here. He had done Charles in Charge. Mm -hmm. My two dads. I mean, he produced the movie Quiz Show. Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. And that show Dinosaurs, I remember. Uh, Dinosaurs, yeah. You know. He did uh, Torkelson's Almost Home, then Boy Meets World. Uh, so he was on a roll when he created Boy Meets World. Uh, and yeah. he's a family. I mean, when it comes to family sitcom especially, Michael is brilliant at writing that line of not talking down to kids, talking to kids, and not making it so overly sappy that it everything looks like a very special episode. He he knew how to get the message across without the cheesy string music in the background while the father sits the kid on the knee and explains what happens. Um, so he was very, very good at that. And Boy Meets World was constantly changing as we were growing up. The show was becoming about different things. We're noticing that as we watch now where, you know, season... Two, no, season three of Boy Meets World, if you had never seen Boy Meets World, the boy in Boy Meets World is Ryder, is, is Sean. It's not Corey. Um, it, so if you had just turned on season three, episode one, you would have thought the boy was a completely different boy. So they can't. Why did they switch they the, did, the central character? It was just they were trying different dynamics of the show. I mean, season four so far, where we just started watching, a lot of it is my character. They just seem to be changing their focuses as they go. Meanwhile, the entire anchor of the show is Ben, who is mm -hmm. it, it plays Corey and is just kills it week after week. I don't know how this kid, especially at 11 years old, carried the weight of the world. He's so but cute. He oh, my God. And so good. He was Will, so good. Well, I did good. a show with Ben Savage and, and Christine and I talked about it. So we've talked about it many times. Christine, he played my younger brother on a family. Yes, show. I know. I remember. Oh, okay. I remember. Uh, it was. Yeah, short-lived sitcom with Robert Mitchum and Juliette Lewis played our other sister. Jeez, and uh, what a cast. Ben was seriously one of the cutest, hammiest little kids. And he must have gotten the untitled Ben Savage project right after that. I'm sure. Yeah, mm. I'm sure ABC looked at him and then they put him with Michael. And that combination of Ben and Michael was just unstoppable. Yeah. Um, because Ben is a little Michael. So he, you know, <laughs> he knew what Michael wanted. But again, he, the first season, it's all Ben. There's times where there's two or three scenes in a row where he's the only one on film. He's running around the house by himself. He's home aloneing it. He's monologuing. It was. It's truly awe inspiring to watch what this kid did. Um, but then they kind of tried to change the dynamics a little bit as we were moving forward. They put like they put Bill and I together for a while, and and that for some reason worked. Uh, right. They put you know uh, Ryder more uh, and his Sean's. Uh, home life, which was not a happy place, they would put that front and center for half a season or a season. Um, so it was it was interesting how they were trying the different things. But and when did Danielle come on? She wasn't in the beginning. She was. That's the thing. We oh, all she was? we it's the Mandela effect. We all thought she had was in every episode all the time, and we went back and watching the show, and we're like, where the hell are you? Right. <laughs> like, what? The, weren't you? Were you ever on this show? So she was a guest star season one for a few episodes and then we thought she was a regular by season two but it turns out she's not a regular regular till season four so we were shocked that and her paycheck i'm sure could tell you that it, it was <laughs> and she's talked about that too where it's like you know but i was there but i was not yeah it's but crazy. she wasn't getting fired so that's a good sign no. they yeah. loved her no they loved her she came in and killed it but yeah talking about being a guest star in other shows that's just the hardest thing for an actor Ooh. is to go into yeah. an established show 
and be a guest star. But again, with my mind and my memory, I can do your entire role from Seinfeld if you'd like. But that's uh, again, it's just how my it's how my mind and TV works. Memorable. It's such a weird, unmemorable Seinfeld. It's a great episode. So just checking my messages. Yeah, nobody called. I um, she's just sort of like <laughs> like what's her issue? I don't know. We still don't that know. That's the thing that's so great. We, my wife and I will still do that. Jerry, she's a loser. Um, <laughs> she's yeah, so. a loser. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit lazarusnaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, 
Head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but I in my in my research, I mm-hmm. stumbled onto an interview where you talked a lot about your anxiety. Yeah. And just talking about that, going on to a show as a guest star and things like like how first of all, it's incredible that you're talking about it. Oh, you, thank you. you know, it's it's I feel like it's in this generation now, I have two kids. Yeah. There's so much social anxiety. There's there's just anxiety, period. Um yeah. But the way you, you, I, it was a podcast that I stumbled on that, that I was, and I'm sure you can remember what it was, but you were talking so candidly just about how it was crippling to you to the yeah. point where you had to lie and not take a job because yeah. you, it was too scary for you. Yeah. Um, and I think we've all had those experiences of feeling nervous or like, oh, I'm going to suck or I have sucked and I'm too afraid to go in. And I, I mean, let's face it. I think we've all lied to our agents at some point about sure. why we can't make an audition or or that callback out of fear. So much, so yeah. much fear. Um, but I thought how incredible for you to be so honest about it that it was. You said you were in Mexico, right? You said you yeah. you. <laughs> I was. I was in. I was in my backyard, and I told my agent that I was in Mexico because I was mid panic attack at the time. And they were um, offering you the show, right? You yeah, which had, went for seven years. Which um, show? I don't know. Doesn't say. talk about it, which I, I it's so not, respect it's and love. Not fair to the it. actor who they cast. Who, by the you... way, they probably would have recast me with him anyway because he was great. Um, and was but was dude, right you for grew that part. up as a at thirteen years old. You're hosting your own show, yes. and then years later, you're anxious to go on an audition. It, and it happened. So, <laughs> so I'm in the middle of shooting a film called He Double Hockey Sticks. I'm in the middle of a take, and I have my first panic attack. They used the take so I can actually watch my first panic attack ever. I'm the only one who knows it, but I go first panic attack like I can watch. And you I'm sure viscerally just. Oh, I thought it was dying. The way you talked about how you feel it in your body, because my daughter had had her first panic attack in high school and thought she was having a heart attack and and, and had Ben Ben take her to the emergency room. And she needed to hear a medical person say, you're not going to die of this. This is a panic attack. The thing is you, you you have to be dying. Because there's no other explanation explanation for why all of a sudden your body and mind is doing this to you. Out of nowhere. So you, it's a stroke. It's it's a heart attack. It has to be one of these things because it can't be something as simple as a chemical imbalance. It's it can't be. So I was I had to finish. It was like the third day of shooting. So I had to finish this film. And the problem is once you you have once you have your first panic attack and you don't know what it is, you start to spiral. Oh. So then you. You're in your head. You're not sleeping, which is another trigger for anxiety. So everything is just rolling in on itself and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And Wait, worse. and Will, and how old were you at this point? I was 22, maybe okay. 21, 22. I was in between uh, uh, seasons of Boy Meets World. And that's one mm-hmm. of the things you'll notice is I, you see one season, I'm really, really thin. And then I come back and I put on like 30 pounds and it's because of the medication I had to take just to, to perform. Ugh. So I... Had my first attack. It got to the point where I I finished the movie, was able to. I remember literally being curled up in a ball in the seat on the airplane to fly home from the movie going, I can't be on this flight right now. I have to get off. I can't be on this flight. The door shut and going, I can't I can't do this. Um, It was all in my head, by the way, because I was still just suffering in silence. Right. And I flew back to L.A. And after your first anxiety attack, your whole life is different. 
everything is different. The colors are different. The food tastes different. Acting is different. You are a different human being than you were the nanosecond before you had the panic attack. And you're different than for the rest of your life. And is it because uh, you're constantly in fear of when will that happen again? It's not in my control. I see no writing on the wall of, yeah. of the, you know, oh, oops, this is about to happen. So I can. No, it's it's you at that point. You are it, it, you don't know what it is. You don't know how to. Uh, have any sort of control over it. You don't know what's going on in your body. All of a sudden, the one thing you knew, your mind, is no longer yours. Uh, so I remember at one point being, I was bedridden for like two weeks with anxiety mm-hmm. until finally, I think it was my older brother at the time. He's like, dude, we got to, we have to do something about this. You know, we, we got to. So I went to my doctor um, who said, you're, this is all anxiety. And I said, no, you don't, it's not, it can't be, it's cancer. It's yeah, I have a heart disease. attack. Something real is something going terribly on with me physically. Hard, terrib- And he said, oh, maybe you're right. Let me read you some symptoms. Maybe it's this disease. And he read me this list of symptoms. And I went, yes, that's it. So what is that? And he turned over a pamphlet that said anxiety. Wow. Um, so I got my first pill that day. Uh, and it got into therapy with talk therapy, which I had never done before. Mm-hmm. And you just learn how to cope with these things, these skills that you, that, that you're going to need uh, to, to move forward. And then it gets to the point where now in my life, it, I wouldn't know how not to have anxiety. It's such a part of me and I'm so used to it that it's just annoying. Now it's not, it's, that's all it is. It's you learn Skills you're going to need to deal with it. You also, you talk about how I, I talk about it all the time. That's the first thing you need to do is just talk about it. Right. Be um, aware. That is the second you're Saying holding everything Demystify- in. Yes, exactly. And, and by the way, how many people, when you talk about it, are like, I have that. I have that. Especially oh my God. Like, If you're in at a table with 10 people and you go, I deal with anxiety, seven go, so do I. Uh, and it, it also is, helps other people. Yeah. To it, know it that, oh, Will and... You know, a good friend of mine, I, I can say this because he's so outspoken about it, and he was a guest on the show, Carson Daly, yeah. uh, oh. has committed himself to uh, raising awareness to anxiety and mental health. I mean, he's yeah. obsessed with it. You have to, because it's it's super important, and it's, it's so much more difficult now than even when I was growing up. I, I mean, the three things I did to really start to control my anxiety when I really wanted to take the reins and say, all right, I'm done with this. Cause I gave up my career for years. I, I went, I transitioned into voiceover because that was safe. Uh, and so I love doing right? voiceover. You could, right. I could, you, you could be anyway. in your little booth right there. Exactly. <laughs> right. Best and, job and in the world. I, know, I so love jealous. it. <laughs> it is, it is the coolest job ever. I was very lucky in that I, I got to work a lot and it became the love of my life. It's really phenomenal. God, now my wife is now third. Um, I, I was going to say, she's uh, really ter- sliding terrible. down the list as, uh, rapidly. Uh, <laughs> she's first. She knows that. Um, <laughs> but it, it, so I was able to stay in the industry, but I, the, the anxiety kept me from doing anything on camera. I lost my agent and manager. I just, by my own, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I didn't audition audition for anything. The audition became a real bugaboo for me. So I just couldn't do it. Um, And eventually I went, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. You've got, even if you don't want to audition or be in, uh, in front of the camera anymore, that's fine, but you can't make that decision based in fear. Right. If you want to say, I'm done acting, that's okay, but I'm going to say that the anxiety is not. It's going to be on yes. your terms, so right? It's on my turn. So I have to figure out how to do that. So the three things I did, and here's the funny thing is I always tell people the three things. 
And the first two, they're like, yes, yes. And I get to the third one and they go, well, <laughs> so the first one is talking about it. Yep. Easiest thing in the world, but for some reason, people, it's the most difficult thing in the world, but it's a game changer is just talking about what you do. The second is diet and exercise. You need to exercise. You need cardio. Cardio gets the blood pumping. It helps your mind go for a walk, get some fresh air. The food you put into your body really matters. I'm not saying it needs to be hugely clean. You can still cheat, but you can't sit there eating crap all day long and not exercising and think you're going to control your anxiety. Mm -hmm. Everybody at this point goes, I'm with you. And the third thing is canceling all your social media. And this is where they go, well, <laughs> I need my social media. Really, what do you do? On? I work in a bank. Well, then you don't need your social media. No, I'm not on any. I canceled it three, three and a half years ago. I woke up one day and canceled everything. And I didn't just cancel it. I got, I didn't keep my name. I didn't keep any. I just. But you don't even scroll through Instagram. I now have a Instagram that I will do so I can follow pod meets world if they need something for that. But I am basically off of social media. I don't post. I don't do anything. Forget it. It's just not worth it. It is will go down in history as one of the worst inventions in humankind. It happened to humanity. Yes, it is. It really is. I want to give you like a huge like. Amen. Hallelujah to what Seriously. you're doing. Cause it's, it, it, I'm, I'm, I have a small little private account to follow my kids and there, yeah, but I am not a public figure. Great. I'm not no. on X or Twitter or no. any of it. And it, it there's, and, and believe me, I scroll, I, I watch yeah, like puppy I videos. Too. I watch me too. I, I Cat shop, stuff, I, fun all things. of it, all of it, sure. but I, it, it is so toxic. Yeah. And and it is, I mean, that's, I, I, I understand why people yeah. use you. But it, <laughs> you do. Use you at, at number because, three. Well, because it, 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 I mean, there've been studies it's that addictive. show that it's, it's this as addictive as drugs. Maybe it's yes. not, probably not as harmful you, as shooting heroin, but your, your body the craves you get, it. The hits, yeah. You right? get the endorphins. It's not only the wasted time, right? I get this thing, uh, your screen time that yeah. oh, Apple or whoever mm. will send me a thing. It's like you spent eight hours. Very upsetting when you see those numbers. What what else could I have been doing? But then it's that that FOMO stuff, right? Yeah. That the psychological of seeing everybody's greatest moments yeah. and who's traveling, living their where. best lives. Yeah. And nobody is. Nobody is. Nobody it's a great is. picture in a moment no. where the family was fighting but ten we, minutes ago. Yeah. Right. But it, we understand that as adults, right? I know these family go climbing onto a private plane is, you know, that's not how that that's not their true story. But a twelve year old thinks that's the real world. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it's hard enough to be a kid. But to now literally be able to look over and see the kid next to you has more followers than you do. There's I can look at numbers. It's awful. Or the innocent photo of the party that happened with 10 kids that your kid wasn't invited to. And my I have kids, my teenagers when they were teenagers, they were people they didn't even want to be hanging out with. But it was something about seeing everybody there and knowing you weren't even asked to be there. It's so, it hurts. It just hurts. And it's, it's, yeah. But even as, like, even as grownups, though, I feel like the whole world's turned into a giant high school. It has. And and I hated high school. The influencers are the popular kids. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. The influencers are the popular kids and, and it's, it's, it is very, it's, it's horrible. If, think about where we would be, not only as a society, but as people, as individuals, if you took half that time away and instead read 
read a book. Let's say you do two hours of social media a day. Okay, do an hour and read for an hour. Right. Dude, your life is going to change. It. I can't get my kids to watch an hour and a half movie. I know. Well, how old are your kids? kids? Hour and a half. Are there movies that, that are an hour, hour are and a half Are there 90 now? minute movies anymore? Because yeah, I, I can't find one. How old are your kids? I'm curious. <laughs> I, I have 20, 18, and 14. Okay. And I have um, almost 22 and 18. Okay. And yeah. are they nerd? So one of the things that really helps with reading is finding their nerddom. Is there a nerddom that they're into? Anything fantasy, role-playing games, anything that where it's well, really I've, their nerd. I've got the daughter who's a big reader, but she okay. loves social media too. And then sure. I have the son who's not the big reader, but he's not a social media kid. So okay. I, I'm well, okay there's with balance that. there. Yeah, there's, there's balance. balance. As long as I'm there's okay balance, with that. You're fine. He's not yeah. like an addicted video gamer or so. Like he's he's a New York Knicks fan. That's his nerd. There you go. There's a, so that's, that's his why he has Sports. his social media account. My son too. Yeah. Knicks. That's Casey great. also is obsessed with sports. He'll read, watch anything, anything that has to do with right? sports. There you go. There's your nerddom. That's what, that's what you need. You yeah. need that. Find your nerddom. You do. Find you need to nerd. find your nerddom because then you go down the rabbit hole of whatever you want to do. And and so, yeah, it's, but that's so social media is, those are the best ways to, to deal with your anxiety. Just get rid of it. Go for a walk. Uh, you know, and then and here's one thing I talk about. It's very, very simple. If anybody is about to have a panic attack, you feel yourself having a panic, panic attack, count down. In your mind or out loud, doesn't matter, from 100 to zero by threes. It'll now, change your backwards? life. Backwards? Backwards? From 100 to zero by threes. Wait, It'll change threes. your life. Like 97, 94, 90, 91, oh. 97, 94, 91, yep. 88. It re-triggers your brain because it's now oh triggering God. the analytical side of your brain to deal and with you're the numbers. Not right, right. And is this so, like cognitive behavioral therapy? It is. Like, it's there's yeah. all these different things. So that plus coupled with either it's either called the four, five, six or the five, six, five method of breathing, which Breath. is yeah, you breathe in for five seconds, you hold it for six seconds, you breathe out for five seconds. You do that three times and then you count backwards, you're gonna be like, Oh, I don't my anxiety's gone right now. Um, these are amazing tools. And wow. they help. They stay they're so helpful because one of the things you also have to realize is this is going to be a part of you. It's it's going to be a part of you for a while. So, uh, you know, I always liken it to having a puppy uh, and God willing, the, the dog is going to be with you for years and years and years. It's a puppy you're going to have for the rest of your life. So do you want the dog that's running around biting everybody that has you have no control over or that's dominating your life? Or do you want to take control and say, I'm going to train this dog? That's what you've got to do. And you can do that with your anxiety. Now, again, it's not like I can conquer my anxiety. Some people need medication. Talk, talk therapy is hugely important. Um, but there are ways to, again, you're probably not going to cure it, but there are certainly ways to train the dog. And to, li yeah, living with it. Living. That's yeah. so, thank you for sharing that. Really, it's I amazing that you're open and honest about it, and it probably helps a lot of people. I hope so. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50. And it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Can we talk about Pod Meets World, your podcast, which sure. is wildly successful? We're at the same company, and, and Amy yeah. Sugarman, we we all work with, and uh, I remember she she told me she was working on your show before we launched. She said, "Let me launch this show, and then we'll get yours going." But congrats on the success because it's really you. phenomenal. And what's it been like uh, revisiting, you know, your old show? It's certainly been interesting. Yeah, um, we. We did not know we were going to have the success that we did. Um, none of us could have could have thought that it was going to turn into what it did, frankly. Um, but we, you know, there the way that the two of you, the 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 dialogue the two of you have together, you it, you can't fake that. You can't fake the history that you've had. And so Ryder and Danielle and I have been in each other's lives for thirty years, and the conversations we were having over dinner at these conventions are the conversations we have on the podcast. <laughs> we Ryder Ryder said that when we were 
we weren't recording at the time we were somewhere and he said why don't we ever get sick of talking to each other we're, we'll be <laughs> we're doing live shows now That's we so did sweet did 18 or 19 live shows across the country last year and we would drive from one to the other and sometimes they would be six or seven hour drives and we could You're have done five talking? podcasts and we're still talking <laughs> It's like, what we, what the hell? Either we're such narcissists that we love hearing our own voices, uh, but we just love talking and it always leads to some weird philosophical or political debate. Mm-hmm. And it, it ends up just being part of the podcast. And then to the whole idea of the show was that, uh, you know, I hadn't seen it in 30 years. Danielle hadn't seen it in 30 years and Ryder had never seen it. So <laughs> this, I'm out. He, he wouldn't watch. No, he'd never seen an episode. He's one of those. He's one of those. Never seen an episode of Boy Meets. He saw, I think, the first year he saw a couple of the episodes, and then he refused to watch because he hated how he looked and he was an awkward teenager. He thought that fascinates me. Yes, when you can't, it's you. I get it, but then most of us still watch it anyway, even though we know it's. That's what I did. I was like, I'm watching. I'll judge myself, but I'm watching. Totally. He had so it's him watching for the first time ever. That's insane. Yeah, watching himself from 20 years ago for the first. And so we're, that's what we're doing. And we're just having a blast and people are really loving it. And, and all the the guest stars are coming back and we're just having so much fun being with everybody again and being with each other. Yeah. It's been, it's been really magical. It has. It does. It sounds like the magic is first of all, just how much you love each other, but also just going back and revisiting for most of you who just don't remember it like so yeah. i imagine just like making fun of each other and all oh. like you just are at each other non-stop yeah. constantly and that's non-stop. What we we all want to hear we love that stuff yep. right and then we give some of the juicy behind the scenes stuff that that tends to happen but uh yeah it's like we've been bait. having so much fun yeah well everything's <laughs> clickbait nowadays even <laughs> even if you don't say anything clickbait it's then they they find it gets something twisted uh, yeah so right. um, maybe i kissed her yeah. Maybe I didn't. Oh, my favorite is, so Mel uh, Mel came on, Melissa Joan Hart came on, and she and I went on one date when we were 13, <laughs> and we talked about that, and the next day the headlines were secret romance revealed, <laughs> and she called me, she's like, dude, did we even hold hands? Like, I don't know, but apparently we were basically married at 13, um, so yeah, it's it's funny to uh, to watch how how what's taken and what isn't. Uh, did you know the show? I, I'm sure I know it was a hit show. It went on for so many years, but did you know how poignant it was? How how that it would last and people would be so attached to it this no. many years later? And we also we weren't a hit when we were on. We were on, but oh, we really? weren't super. I mean, I always equated us to Wings. We were the Wings of the kids <laughs> show, where it's like people went, "Oh yeah, that show went a, went a year, right?" Wings. Wings was on for eight and, years. Yes. And I don't yes. think even the people on Wings remember that Wings went for eight years. <laughs> Stephen so, Weber was on yeah, our show. Yeah, saying, yeah, Stephen and Jim so, on, and they both said we were like, "Where are our Emmys?" Where, yeah, we got to the point where, and then they just got to have fun with it because they had been what, on that was for boy. so long. Right? That was Boy Meets World. We were that on TGIF where we just kept going. We weren't in TV Guide. Finally, came and did a photo shoot with us and put us, I think, on the cover. It was the second half of our last season, season seven. We just, we just kept going, but, and we had fans. We didn't realize how our, how uh, ensconced our fan base was with Boy Meets right. World until the second and third runs of the syndication. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're even seeing more and more of, you know, people, I, I watch it with my grandkids. It's like, oh my God, it's been around oh. that long. So it's, um, 
Yeah, well, I have to say amazing. my son who's 18, it's it's also the new generation of kids finding yeah. it. And I, yeah. you know, David and I talked about this when we started this podcast is that we have the, you know, we we love talking about it. It's our nostalgia, but our kids are the ones who are fascinated by it. And they're going back and watching these shows for the first time, but my son is so unimpressed at professional athletes, anybody, any NBA player, but he'll always say like, Oh, who's your guest? Who's your guest? And I told him you're coming out. He's like, Oh, that's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. I so love you to hear that. Full, yes. Full street cred in this household. Good. Yeah, my props. daughter, love Chelsea that. too. She's there was a, there was a, a girl meets. Yep. Girl, girl meets, meets world. Yeah. Girl meets world. Came yeah. After. My 14 year old was like, Oh, I know girl meets world. There you go. Nice. And then they, I get a lot of stuff for the the animation stuff for, you know, the kids are still finding Batman or they're still finding Kim Possible or they're kind of finding some of these shows that were that were important to us as kids. Wait, you voiced Batman? I was. Yes, I was. Oh, I was Batman. Yeah. I was Batman in the show called Batman Beyond. So I played, played Terry McGinnis and he was Batman was down here, which was a ton of fun. Oh, I yeah. love you, it. you recorded every episode in that. That was back in the day. You know, I did that with Kevin uh, Conroy. God rest him. So he was. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun show. But that's how I got my wife. I got to tell her I was Batman and not be lying, which was awesome. And that's it. That's <laughs> it. And now she's third on your list of. She's third on my list. Hey, sit, for, for the record, that's a strong three, though. I, <laughs> yes. She knows she's a strong Double third. She gets it <laughs> for now. Right. <laughs> well, so great to have you and catch up with you. Thank you for coming on. Thank here. you, Will. Thank you so much. Hopefully, we'll be able to do another live Universal something someday yes. where they're <laughs> opening some old school Nickelodeon thing again and they bring us all back. That would be and fun. we can get slimed finally. finally. We have to figure out a way to get you slimed, and it can't just be somebody making up in a bucket. We've got to have a Nickelodeon reunion where we get you slimed because there is a full-on technique of how you're supposed to get slime that I was taught by the you can't do that on television so people. You so you have like I a will, rehearsal wait, yeah, of how to get to, slimed? Where so you what you're supposed to do is, and oh man, God, I remember this like it was yesterday. They're like, all right, here's what you got to do. You have to wait till when the first drops hit the top of your head. <laughs> okay. You then have to look to the heavens like, I can't believe oh, no. this is and happening. It, so the rest of it covers your whole face. Oh my God. So, yeah. right. Your instinct would be to go down, right? right. The instinct right. is that you get hit Correct. and then you want to put your head down and cover yourself, but you're supposed to yep. open up. You're supposed to get hit and go like, what? Oh, oh it's I can't beautiful. believe it. And then, boom, it goes everywhere. <laughs> so we got to make sure we get this to happen for you Talk because about it's magical. Music. <laughs> it's magical. I'm telling you. I know, I know who we need. We, I know who to talk to. Okay. We're, we're going to work this out. This is good. Well, I'll get, uh, we'll get Melissa Joan Hart. We'll get a bunch of old Nickelodeon people yes. together oh. and we will do something Ooh. together. Yes. Old school I, Nickelodeon. We'll go take back the studio. We have to. I am so, take back the studio. I, dude, There's our name. That's what the reunion's called. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, My goodness. Nickelodeon take back the studio. Who do we the call? Reunion you heard of it all here Nickelodeon's. first. Yes. Oh, done. Love it. Done and oh. done. I'll get the, I'll get the crew of Boy Meets of, uh, of Don't Just Sit There. I will make sure Melissa gets her crew together. We'll get everybody together and we will do yeah, this. Yeah, we'll get Keenan and Kel. <laughs> oh, everyone, they'll so, they'll, everyone will do it. They'll, they'll totally yeah. do we'll this. I'll do it. Taking back the studio. Love Taking it. Taking back the studio. It's happening. <laughs> thanks, so much guys. love. Congratulations. Thanks, and thanks for having Thank me on. Thank you, Will. Thank you, buddy. Bye. Bye. That was one of the most brilliant ideas I've ever heard. Right? Take back the studio, a reunion of all Nickelodeon's shows over the years, right? And, and yes, I mean, like, I mean, that's, that's a, that could, 
I mean, that would be big. I mean, that's an hour <laughs> special. That's not just like a con. That's like, yeah. that could be televised. And first of all, how about the fact that that gets slid in like right as we're saying goodbye? That's like our magic moment. That's our. <laughs> you know, what, Christine, I feel like I've had some brilliant ideas that I just like off they're, the fly throw in on a, on a podcast. Like they're all Divorce here. Wars with uh, Meredith Salinger. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> oh man, he's terrific. He's oh that and that just great. That was really really Seriously, fun. What a great guy! And uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, so honest about what he went through with the anxiety. That was I didn't realize that I couldn't find him on social media, so I just started YouTubing stuff and found like lots of old videos, a lot of Pod Meets World interviews that they did recently. Um, but some this podcast came up and I can't even I'm blanking on the name of it where he's, it, you know, to me, it's it's always eye catching when it talks about anxiety or, you know, somebody openly right. talking about a challenge like that. And um, and I was riveted. So I really I was so I'm so grateful he was willing to talk about it. And it really feels like he's uh, just oh, manages yeah. you would, it. You would never know. He seems like the most confident, comfortable. I mean, he was he was acting when he was 12, 13 years old. Never. You wouldn't think he was a candidate to have um, debilitating anxiety. But No, no. It was just uh, so helpful. It's just so, like you said, the rule number one, talk about it. So You know what I wanted to ask him, though? Why isn't Ben Savage on the Pod Meets world? I mean, I, you know, in, in my well, research, I stumbled yeah. onto lots of notes and things online that they all really just say that there was just a day that Ben Savage just stopped returning their texts and, yeah, and yeah. calls. There was no fallout. There was no drama. I mean, according to them, uh, from what I saw in the in the news, but um, that they're just not in each other's lives anymore, which is sad, right. sad. Yeah, um, the, like, I think the word was ghosted. He he ghosted them. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and now he's running for like Congress or something. Oh boy! Um, um, all right. Anyway, well, yeah, Will was amazing. I love that dude. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll uh, yes. we'll be back next week with a new guest. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at Hey Dude the '90s Called. See you next time. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated.